Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're beginning a brand new series, and I'm going to call this The Supernatural. Our scripture reference I'd like to start with is John chapter 6, verses 32 through 33. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Well, that's a big word, the supernatural. I was searching for a photo that would be a good visual description of the word supernatural, and my search through an internet photo source brought up thousands of suggestions. Many were photos of sunsets, others were of mystical religions, and some were fantasy paintings of unnatural landscapes, moonscapes, and starscapes. And there were many pictures of knots in wood that resembled the faces of aliens and others were demonic figures, satanic symbols, and stairways and doorways into the other side of an undefined somewhere. Nothing seemed to be what I was looking for. I needed something that could express the supernatural God, the supernatural reality of heaven while showing some connection to the natural world we live in. I needed something that could express Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, which says, By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Well, I found it. It's a picture. I wish I could show you over the radio, but it's a picture of five loaves and two fish. Now, someone might say, five loaves and two fish? What's that have to do with the supernatural? Well, it's much more than that. This one picture, if you can picture it in your mind, it's five loaves and two fish. It shows us many things if we're able to see the unseen. The difficulty is that you need to have the ability to see what you cannot see. You need to believe in something rightly titled the supernatural. In order to do that, you need a substance called faith. Then, That same person speaks up and says, well, I'll believe it when I see it, but sorry, that's not the way the supernatural works. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You see, if we do not believe in the supernatural, we cannot believe in God. Why? Because God is supernatural. The word super, it means above, beyond, over, greater, superior, of the highest degree, more powerful, and exceeding the norms or limits of. And then the word natural, it means existing or formed by nature, as opposed to artificial, 
of or pertaining to nature or the universe. And when we put the two words together, super and natural, we get supernatural, which we can define as being above or beyond what is natural, unexplainable by natural law or phenomena. The concise Oxford English Dictionary defines supernatural as a manifestation or event attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. A proper understanding of the natural versus the supernatural is tantamount for faith in Christ. This is why many were not able to hear or understand Christ's statement when he said, I am the bread of life. The previous day, this same group was provided a miracle meal by Christ in John chapter 6. It's the meal of the five loaves and two fish. The New King James pericope or subtitle says, Christ feeds 5,000. Wow, a free meal. Maybe they did not see the five loaves and two fish. Maybe they thought Christ had the food delivered. Maybe they explained it in some natural way how this could have happened. But who cares? Free food. The next day, when they realized Jesus and his disciples had gone across the sea, guess what? Uh-oh, no breakfast. They were hungry, and they wanted another free meal. So they got into their boats and crossed the sea. And when they found him, they asked how he got there, because they knew his disciples left without him. Well, he never answered their question and began to teach. They wanted to know what to do to work the works of God. I believe they really wanted to know how to magically create food without having to buy it. Well, his answer hit the problem right on the head. John six twenty nine. Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Well, what? What does that have to do with free food? Listen to their profound response. John 6, verses 30 through 31. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? And they make this profound statement, Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. I like how the Living Bible states it. It says, they replied, you must show us more miracles if you want us to believe you're the Messiah. Give us free bread every day like our fathers had while they journeyed through the wilderness. As the scriptures say, Moses gave them bread from heaven. But Jesus said something very profound. He said, no, he did not. Hmm. Let's read John 6, verses 32 through 33. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Jesus is the bread from heaven. But they did not want Jesus. They wanted a loaf of bread. Over the next few days, we're going to be looking at a simple truth and I'll explain it in several ways. First, you will never arrive at the spiritual by focusing on the flesh. Another thought, you'll never arrive at the supernatural by starting in the natural. The natural is the working of the supernatural. The natural exists because of the supernatural. The natural is born out of the supernatural. The natural is the result of the supernatural. God is not a tree a planet, or a universe, God made the trees, the planets, and the universe. The tree shows us the power of God, but it is not God. 
So do we want the loaf of bread or do we want Jesus? Think about that. That's an interesting choice, the loaf or Jesus. If we do not believe in the supernatural, we only have one choice. If we do believe in the supernatural, we can get the loaf and many more, plus salvation, born again, healing, provision, joy, wisdom, redemption, sanctification, and righteousness. Hmm, let me see, what should I choose? Well, this takes us all the way back to the Garden of Eden with the focus on the fruit that was pleasant to the eyes and the knowledge to be like God. This temptation has to do with our belly and whether we trust and believe God is big enough and nice enough to provide for us. It also includes a scholarly temptation based on pride concerning natural, not supernatural knowledge. That's out of Genesis 3, 1 through 6. I have a new saying. I call it educate out. Satan knows that if he can tempt us with our hungry bellies and our intelligent pride, he can remove our connection with the source and keep us focused on the result. It offers the same result as a dog chasing its tail and getting nowhere or a cat attacking its enemy in the mirror. Yes, educate out. Well, educate out of what? Out of God who is supernatural who is above, beyond, over, greater, superior, and of the highest degree, more powerful, and exceeding the norms or limits of. The limits of what? The limits of what is natural. He's above what is natural, what is existing or formed by nature. Yes, God is the creator, not the creation. If we want true wisdom, the wisdom which is above, we must go to the source, not the result. We don't get wisdom from the tree, We get wisdom from who made the tree. But you see, this is so wrong in the eyes of the scholarly. If they can't see it, it does not exist. Born again, healed, forgiven, delivered, praying in other tongues, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, miracles. What? I believe in education, but how can anyone explain the resurrection of the dead and being born again by viewing them through natural glasses? You can't. This is all by faith. By faith in what? By faith in the word of God. Then the scholarly say that the word of God is not true. It has contradictions and errors. There is no such thing as the word of God. Well, we can argue and we can debate the errancy or the inerrancy of the word of God forever. However, I don't need to. Why? Because something happened to me on February 11th, 1979. My entire life changed. I was born again saved, delivered, healed, converted, and became an on-fire Christian. How do I explain that? I can't, really. Now, 34 years later, my born-again experience has never failed me. I have seen and experienced the power of God too many times in my own life and in the life of thousands of others. I guess I could say, in one sort of way, there's no hope for me. I've been fully and completely saved since February 11th, 1979. I've been filled with the Holy Spirit and praying in the Spirit and walking in the gifts of the Spirit since April 1st, 1979. I was healed of an STD since December 10th, 1979. I've been healed of a heart murmur since July 20th, 1983. And the list goes on and on. And that is not to mention how many thousands of others I've seen whose lives have been completely changed. Oh, no, I'm not without great challenges and losses. However, I'm truly happy. I wrote a song about my testimony years ago. 
I was seeking to be happy, but I didn't know the clue. Drums and music were my gods, just to name a few. Drugs and girls didn't help. They only seemed to complicate. So I took some lessons how to transcendental meditate. Well, nothing seemed to work, and I had no peace of heart. If happiness was easy, then I didn't know the art. A friend of mine told me that what I need is Jesus. I knew that he was right, but I didn't know who he was. I started on my search and began to take a look. I had questions, many questions, as I read the greatest book. My heart jumped and leaped as I knew that life was there. The happiness I couldn't find, it now was everywhere. I found healing and forgiveness and things like righteousness, love, faith, hope, joy, and peace, which all brings happiness. I gave my heart to Jesus, and my life has really changed. No, I'm not the same I used to be. It's all been rearranged, and now I'm happy. I'm so happy. It's true. I'm happy. Yes, I'm happy. Well, church became my thing, playing drums and teaching kids. Happiness was in my heart, and now I had so much to give. Joy came overwhelming as I saw God's power work, changing others like myself and healing broken hearts that hurt. The word went forth, opening eyes it couldn't see. The lame began to walk, and the captives were set free. Sicknesses were leaving, and the devils did depart. His authority brought victory. I now had learned the art, and I'm so happy. Yes, I'm so happy. It's true, I'm happy. Yes, I'm happy. Well, I guess you can tell I'm happy, but it's time to go. We'll see you tomorrow. Be blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.